0: So one thing that I, um, I do love about our church is something that I, I think we do well is from 1 Corinthians 14. When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. We believe we're a participatory church, (laughs) and I think we evidence that when we come together and y'all see a lot of different people sharing a lot of different things at a lot of different times, sometimes planned, sometimes not, um, that's a good sign that the Lord is speaking to all of us. Bev, I think you've got something that I just now got the text from Leah. (laughs) So if you want to come on up, and Brant, if you want to come up at the same time, where is (laughs) Brant? I was like, Brant is preaching this morning still, right? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Yay <laughs> So Brandon, if you want to come up to at the same time as Bev shares this
1: I was reading in um Hebrews eleven <laughs> this week um, several times, and I just saw, you know, it's a familiar chapter probably to everybody, and, um, but I just saw some things in it I hadn't seen before, and, um, and I started thinking about the outreach that's coming up, the Vacation Bible School, and um, I just wanted to, to mention that it's, um, it's, not, it's not only an opportunity where we get to pour out the amazing love that God has given to us. It's, it's just such a privilege to pour out his love, but it's also an act of faith, and um that's just such a great chapter if i'm just going to read the first few verses of it um but and 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 faith is so pleasing to god you know uh we don't always we have the sense of his presence now you know, um, in our worship service to, to varying degrees that we're open to him. But um, we don't always sense his presence, but we can, uh, he just greatly values faith no matter if we're sensing his presence or not. And and he will, it just really gets his attention. And I, I just wanted to mention that in context to the, uh, to the upcoming outreach. Um, let me get to the right thing here. Um, so I'm just going to read the first few verses and... Um, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. That doesn't mean they earned it, but it, um, it it's like I said, faith is is so pleasing to God. So there's there's a reason He said that they gained approval. So I'm not going to try to say what that means. But anyway, by faith we understand the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts. And through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. So anyway, um, if you have time, you could read that chapter. But I just wanted to mention that because God brought the uh, the outreach to my mind.
0: And so that's also an announcement. By the way, VBS signups are going on now. (laughs) Thank you, Bev.
2: Huh? I figured you already did that. <laughs> Hello, Brent. Where'd you go, Brent? Brent. <laughs> I figured I was <clears throat> had some ill timing there. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, as the uh, promotion Sunday, and you know, Paul and Meredith of what, you know, the age range we had here, and I remember years ago. This is after I had I had grown up, moved out of the house, and I was at the the house one Sunday afternoon or whatever. And my mom, you know, she was I I if I remember right, she was already up in her sixties at this point, and she you know telling us about church that morning, you know their church, and she said, "Well, this morning I you know it was promotion Sunday at our church, and I got promoted." And I'm like, "What?" She says, Yeah, I'm now in the 65 to whatever class. And I'm like, are, What? So, is this like hospice Sunday school? <laughs> uh, what, is it, what are you getting promoted to? <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> that has no bearing on anything. <laughs> Pointless story which I have many of, <laughs> so um, I just take a minute just to introduce myself, uh, you know, you know my name or not, my name is Brant Cannon, and I, I say that out loud, you know, so you can write the check out correctly, <laughs> you know, teasing, except for Ann, and Ann owes me some money for things I'm going to do during the message today, I've already forgotten what they are, but... I had to dance and different things anyway. <coughs> huh? <laughs> Thank you, Tabby. That makes me feel really special. We got a got a, you know, a clown spoke this morning. <laughs> anyway, uh Pam and I, my wife Pam, wave Pam. we were uh we moved up here in 2012 became North Carolinians from Florida go Gators hey. <laughs> uh, you know and then eventually you know made our way here um you know to the vineyard long you know there's many avenues of this story but uh me personally you know I I grew up in church You know, my parents were faithful churchgoers, they, my dad led the singing, you know, at their little Baptist church, you know, mom did everything, librarian, Sunday school teacher, you know, the whole thing, and, you know, grew grew up, you always, you know, hearing, you know, about God, you know, and had, had, you know, really real encounters, even at a young age, You know, but, you know, those kind of as you grow older and get up into your spunky years, you lose that stuff. And, you know, God saw fit to bring me back around and, you know, been been walking with him for for a while now. So I, I hope that that has some bearing later on, because if I remember to add some of that story back into this message, which I'll probably forget. So I want to continue on, you know, the the series about the kingdom of God, you know that we've that we've been in. And you know, I I have a very obscure scripture I think that you know, I I don't think anybody would necessarily think of first when they start thinking about the kingdom of God. And I it's it's a passage, you know, that's that's been sticking in my head for quite a while now because I I've never seen how it how it really fit, you know, and, and when you look at the whole story of God, if you're going through the story-formed life and you, you know, you're learning about this this whole story, you know, I've always thought, where, why is this in here? Why, where does it fit? What is it? What is it telling us? You know, what what was broken and what was fixed? You, you know, over the over the course of time, you know, in the course of of God and His story with us. And I, you know, of course, you know, you grow up hearing it one way, and then, you know, I start thinking about it, and I come out with something different. So, you know, if this is remotely unbiblical, you can tell me later. So, the the passage is in Genesis 11, and it's the story of the Tower of Babel. So, verse 1, chapter 11. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in, and I'll say this southern, Shinar. That's at least 25 bucks, Ann. They found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, you know, come let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking in the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the earth. You know, now, I'm... We're not you know taking this piece by piece or you know don't don't be afraid because I have no no scholarship to back up anything I'm about to say you know I'm reading it as is and except to say this you know this this is the this is kind of the beginning or the the plant you know Babel eventually becomes Babylon which if you, you know you go on through the rest of the story all the way to the end is basically an anti-kingdom. You know, Babylon is is bad. It's not the place we want to be found. So, you know, so as I as I like I said, I, I read this and I go, What what is this here? You know, and I'm like, did did God not see twenty twenty-one coming? You know, with the the fuss and the mess we have with diversity and the arguments and the the fights we're having about it and you know did did he start it you know by dividing us and you know you know did he not see the unintended consequence of of what he did here <laughs> well i mean the answer is of course he didn't he knows exactly what he's doing you know it's just what are what do we respond to so i realized a few different things that i'd never thought of this passage before Number one, it's not, it's not punitive. You know, God didn't come down. You know, we just had gone through the flood, you know, where he's like, okay, wiping you out. And, you know, can't take it anymore. We're over. We're starting over. So we get to this story, and it, this, this one is not punitive. He didn't come down in anger or in judgment. He came down and observed. And, and he saw what was going on. And he and then he interrupted. He basically just interrupted the plans of men. Because, you know, he he realized, you know, that in our in our fallen state, you know, when we come together, if we are if we are not careful we will start to build the wrong things in the wrong way for the wrong reasons. We, you know, we start building kingdoms of men, you know, and it's, sometimes it's done in rebellion, sometimes it's done in ignorance. It's just that's, that's where we end up going. And I, I think God, you know, is like saying, hey, I, we don't want this. This will become a bigger mess again if I don't do something here. Of course, things became messier <laughs> as, as time went on. The other thing I, I realize is, is human kingdoms take human effort to build and maintain. You know, if, if something is is not is not flowing right, you know, it's, it's there's a, there's a check. You know, sometimes it's sometimes you're meant, you know, to to have a little resistance, and sometimes, you know, the kingdom of God flows, and if, if there's so much human effort that if the human effort went away, it would fall apart, then what kind of kingdom was it? And the other thing is, you know, any, any of these things that we tend to build, you know, if, if we continue on, they're, they're only going to end up in one place, and that's confusion which I w- want to get to a little bit later. You know, so you know, this how many times do we are we walk along, you know, and and it's even exhibited on into the New Testament. You know, when Jesus would confront Pharisees or or try to teach and y- you know, there was always this 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 part like they were they were talking to him from a position of confusion. And You know, how many times did it it say, you know, they were amazed at not what he said, but how he said it? You know, he he spoke with authority, he spoke with what he knew. And that that caught him as off guard as much as it did when what he said. Because he, he was coming upon a place that, you know, this is not confusing for him. I hope that made sense. He was not confused. So now, last week, Leah laid out, you know, the theology of the kingdom. And I hope you, if you didn't get to hear it, we'll go back and listen to it. You know, because without, without this theology, you know, we will, we will, we could fall in the trap of building a wrong kingdom or being a part of somebody else building a wrong kingdom. And it's important to understand, you know, the, the fight against, I don't need theology, you know, well, nah, you need some, <laughs> but, you know, otherwise, you know, we can end up always, just always confused. And a, a right understanding, you know, is very important. It, it's important to shape our worldview. It's important to, you know, when we hear what's going on in the world to understand our part. And and not, you know, not not give in into those arguments of the world, but but we have the kingdom perspective, and and that only comes from understanding, you know, that that theology. Now, I want to say this, you know, when you get, this is what I do. You know, at those times where it becomes confusing for you, you know, what is the kingdom? You know, because it's here, it's tomorrow. It's in me. It's out of me. It's you, you know when you, when you get confused, it okay. Which where are we at? You know, is it a shell game here? Where's the kingdom? You know, <laughs> you, you, you know all, all you got to remember is the, the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God. Just always when when you start your head getting cloudy, just come back to that point the rule and reign of god am i under the rule and reign of god and so many times you know that has helped that simple little refocus has helped me just understand where where i am or where i need to be and instead instead of trying to decipher because it is you know when you when you get into the scriptures in the kingdom of god it it is difficult to parse it out because there's you know, there's different. There's the kingdom of heaven. There's the kingdom of God. You know, it uses different terms. It uses, you know, different levels, and you know, it's not the it's not the easiest thing scripturally to hash out. But it, it's still important that we we understand, and that's why I think Jesus, you know, gave us so many parables to try to explain it. You know, not in not in those kind of terms. So. That being said, I'll jump to Luke chapter 17, if you want to follow along, verse 20, 1720. Once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when Jesus will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, there he is, or here he is, do not go running after them. And I'm, I'm stopping at that point right there for a reason, because that, that to me is the is what I, what I hear, you know, and, and when, we're, when we're trying to, to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as it says, you know, that we're not caught up into the chasing after of things when people just say, here it is, there it is, you know, we're just not, hey, you know, he said it's over here. Let's all go, you know, and, you know, and everybody gets there and it's like, well, where is he? I don't know, or you said he was here, and then, okay, right back, and, y- y- you know, that's, that, that, to a lot of believers, that's their entire Christian life. is chasing after one thing after the other, you know, to try to satisfy that, that yearning to be in the kingdom of God. And the, the key is confusion. Um, I, I thought of this story this morning, because in Orlando, Florida, anybody, Florida, Orlando, Florida, no, I-4 is the interstate that just goes right through, you know, downtown. And, you know, years ago, and it still may be on, I don't know, There there was a local Christian television station. And... You know, it, it was exactly how you pictured, (laughs) you you know, just, and so, you know, this, this station, the leaders of this station decided, you know, they were going to build this building. And, you know, they picked this property that is right next to Interstate 4. You know, if you head north out of Orlando, you know, before you get to, is it Maitland or it's in that Maitland and Altamont Springs area, you're going to go right by this building because it's still standing. So this, I'm talking about this was 20, 30 years ago that they started this, you know, and they had the big telethon. You know, because they're they're going to raise money to build this this building, and it's going to sit here, and as people drive by, they're going to be able to see you know that the kingdom of God, you know I mean this you know that whole that whole trap and i i I know it sounds like I'm picking on them I'm, I don't mean to, but it it didn't sit then with me and it doesn't sit with me now. You know, and the whole thing was, you know, we're not, we're not, the telethon is not going to stop until we have enough money to do this entire thing debt-free. And then, of course, at the last minute, some widow lady, I'm not joking, you know, donated what was lacking so they could build this building. That building is still sitting there, undone. And the nickname of this building now is the eyesore on i four, and it's heartbreaking It's absolutely heartbreaking that this happened that instead of that that vision, you know, and maybe one day it will become what it could be i don't I don't know, you know, but instead the community looks at it as that that was ridiculous you know what what's going on here? so we just have to be careful so As like I alluded to a minute ago, you know jesus Jesus talked in parables, so I tried to write my own parable for this morning. Be kind in your critiques. In your drive home I, I couldn't believe he wrote that That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard what what do you think about it i, I don't <laughs> What were you thinking? Oh, uh, if you'd like. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I tell Pam, I'm just giving, when I become an irritant to her, I just tell her, I am offering you the the chance to respond to me in a godlike manner. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's the parable. Two friends went on a journey to find a kingdom that they, they wanted to find. Upon, upon arriving at the bus station, they found many buses. This is a modern day parable. Well, maybe not too modern because it's buses. Upon arriving at the bus station, they found many buses that advertised they could take them and that they knew the way, but they had never been there. Then they saw a bus advertised to be driven by the king himself. The first friend scoffed and said, surely the king would not lower himself to drive a bus, and all of those people over there boarding those other buses can't be wrong. So the first friend chose one of the first buses. The second friend reasoned that the best way to the kingdom was with the king. Which friend do you suppose made it to the kingdom first? And so like Jesus, I'm going to stop right there and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I just, as, as I thought about all this, I thought, you know, I thought about these buses. And I, I know I know this is buses, you know, silly kind of silly, but you know, we, we all we all get on these buses at some point or another. And here's a few of the buses that I wrote down and this is not a you know a finite list. Every every one of us have buses that we've been on and will be on. You know, there are political buses. You know, progressive, conservative, social justice, capitalist, communist. You know, there's denominational slash doctrinal buses. You know, are you a Calvinist? Are you a Pentecostal? Are you vineyard? You know, do you do you worship with a guitar? Do you worship with an organ? You know, hymnals, whatever. You know, there's education buses. You know, I went to seminary. You know, well, I didn't go to seminary. I don't need seminary. I mean you know, there's the career bus. You know, there's the control cult bus, y- you know, that you get on and they won't let you off. <laughs> you, you, there's the there's the woe is me bus, you know, that's forever groveling, you know, never never receiving the grace, but forever having to repent over and over and over again. You know there's the have more faith bus you got to pray harder and have more faith you know it just and then there's also there's just flat out buses for sin so and this is this kind of you know is, is just from some of my experience you know over the years you know clues clues that you are on the wrong bus you know there's there's agitation you know, the bus is crowded. You know, it's hot. You know, there's, there's just the agitation, you know, of the crowd. Just, you know, at, at first it's, it feels like energy. You know, like, woohoo! look at all these people on this bus. Party bus! You, you know, and then, you know, you, you get going for a while, and then all of a sudden it just becomes uncomfortable. You know, the toilet in the back is full. <laughs> you know, you've ever been on a bus like that? You know, and just like, good Lord, you know, when can we get off of here? You know, there's irritability. You know, then there becomes the jockeying for position or for the seats, you know, up front. Because we got we to gotta be in the know. You know, we got to be able to tell the driver that they're wrong. You know, we've got to be, you know, we, we want to be the first to receive all this brand new knowledge. You know, then there's the, the judgment. You know, those people over there are on the wrong bus. You know, this is this is this is the bus. You know, those people on those buses, huh, we're on the right bus to find the kingdom. And then the pride. Ah, uh, I ride I ride the true bus. You know, this bus right here. Yeah, we're it. Now I'm not saying any of these things are are hellbound. You know, these buses are not, you know, because think back to their story of the Tower of Babel. You know, it wasn't punitive, you know, that what God did. You know, but there is a correction. Confusion. These buses end up in confusion. When you walk away and you're like, over time, you're like, this is not what I thought. And, you know, it ends up in Confusion. Here's some clues that you're on the right bus. It's air condition. <laughs> it's quiet, peaceful. You know the girl from Epanema is playing. You know only only with different words. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Do do. See, there's another. How much is that? <laughs> Fifty bucks. We're up to 75 bucks, ladies and gentlemen. You didn't know that, did you, Jim? Your wife's just... But there's, there's plenty of room. You know, there's, there's not this hustle and bustle. You know, it's, it's, it's quiet, it's peaceful. The fruit of the Spirit is on this bus. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I mean that's that's what we find on this bus. And it's it's wonderful. And you're like, what have I been missing out on? You know, all these all these years I've been on this these other buses. You know, I mean for me I've been on, you know, I was on the first bus was my parents bus, you know, go going to church, that bus. You know, then I then I got on the the Pentecostal bus you know, for a while, you know, and that ended up just as confusing, you know. There's, you know, another bus that came to mind was like the, I don't even know if they still are popular now or or what. I just, you know, it was like in men's groups, you know, they would turn into these accountability things, you you, you know, which to me all they ended up was being is just bragging about how bad you are. You know, never, never, never get into a point where you accepted any grace for, you know, for what, what you've done or what you've been, but it's just always this competition that i oh, this week I was way bad, bad than you, and that's nothing, and it's like, where this is getting nowhere, and, you know, so it's like, well, I'm getting off that bus, so, you know, these buses, you know, they still have purpose, you know, because God is still on them, He still works on them. He's just not driving. You know, because without Him, we wouldn't we wouldn't recognize that we were getting to that point that we need to find the bus with the King driving. I'm, I'm trying to get through time here. You know, it's. You know, we, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, I had, I had a mentor years ago, you know, that, that he drove it into my head about these these fruits. You know, he's like, you know, talking about, you know, seed and how many times the Bible talks about seed. And he's like, he would ask me the question, you know, where, where do you find the seed? Where do you find the seed to sow? And he was like always, the seed is in the fruit. You know, when the plant produces its flower, its fruit, the seed is in the fruit. Right, plant lady? Probably not, but anyway. (laughs) You know, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if she's still in here. I can't the lights. You know, with the baptism, you know, beautiful, beautiful baptism just moved it moved me to tears. And you know as we prayed for her you, you know the one thing i prayed for was for her to be able to hear the correct things for for her to be able to have people in her life to hear the correct guidance because we we get you know these people that are on these other buses it, there's constant there's a constant noise there's a constant draw you need to come get on this bus Come get on this bus, you know, and it's constant. And you know, as once once you break off of that first bus, you you start learning, you start understanding you have you have the ability to move buses, and just like for her and for all the young people, you know, because I'm like, how many voices are out there now that are calling out? that are that are trying to claim their attention our attention i mean it's just everywhere there's no there's no escaping and i just i just want them to be able to hear you know the voice of god that says you know follow me to, f- to resist you know we we resist falling in the trap of the constant running after it, it's over here, it's over there. A lot of people, a lot of systems, a lot of philosophies promise to take us to the kingdom. Jesus doesn't have to promise because when you are with the king, you are in the kingdom. And you are only in the kingdom when you are with the king. The kingdom is where the king is. So I'm going to extend for ministry time this morning, and this ministry time is not limited to this, but I I believe very strongly this morning that, you know, somebody's in that, at that point of confusion. You know, you've been on a bus for a while. It's unsatisfying but you don't know what to do you know you, you're un, you don't you don't know why you're unsatisfied you know a lot of times that's what i that's what i found you know you're like i this ain't cutting it for me but i don't know what what the deal is i think the holy spirit is ready to help you through that transformation you know because these buses you know is used by God like I said earlier for our spiritual transformation. And he he can use all that. You know there's some, you know that you don't think you have the courage to to jump buses. I think the Holy Spirit is here to help you this morning. You know the you know the guilt maybe that you find You know, like you've you've realized I've been on the wrong bus for a long time and you've made the jump but you still can't escape the voices of those people yelling at you still from that other bus you got off of. You know, I think the Holy Spirit is here today to help you with that too. So with that, I would like for, you know, if we can move into ministry time and then I'm going to let you handle it from there so or however <laughs> well, well. <laughs> i i do hope that in 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 my silliness you understand what you know what i think god is saying to us and you know this this kingdom is a big deal you know it's it's where we want to be. I mean, where else Where else do you want to be? You know, how many times, you know, when Jesus say, or, you know, they told him, where else are we going to go? You know, you have the words of eternal life. You know, but these are the same people that before said, are you the one? I mean, there's there's just all aspects of this. And he's ready, he's just ready to be with you.